Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super Ooh. important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to anchor.fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Us. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, my friends? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Today, we're talking about hidden foo. I'm not talking about Bruce Lee or Kung Fu, so <laughs> stay tuned. Let's go. All right. Hidden foo. What the foo is that? What the foo? What the foo is that? Foo, as you'll know, so we're celebrating Foovember. Right, we're going to talk about family of origin themed uh, topics, how it, uh, what implications it has, and how we show up in our marriage, and how it shows up in the holidays. Right, there's all kinds of stress going on: Thanksgiving, in laws, Christmas, this or whatever. It could be Kwanzaa Mm -hmm. or Hanukkah or whatever you you celebrate, right? Or nothing. Whatever you whatever you celebrate, right? But this is a time where families do tend to get together more often than not. And there's stress involved in that. So family of origin. I wish I had the definition. But basically, it is the family, the ecosystem that you come from in your formative years. Basically, zero to 18. It could be biological parents. It could be grandparents. It could be adopted parents. It could be aunts and uncles or whoever. Or it could be, you know, if you're Mowgli, it could be a group of wild wolves that you grew up with. So... <laughs> Kind of like our daughter. Her nickname is also Mowgli, um, and we're not wolves, but she thinks she is. So let's talk about the hidden ways that family of origin comes up, not mm-hmm. only just in your regular life, but in the holidays. Right. Well, and I w- wanted to have this be our topic this week because uh, as we do coaching, right, we do marriage coaching and relationship mm-hmm. coaching, and family of origin is hidden in so many things everywhere. It's literally just everywhere, everything all the time. So mm-hmm. Some of the ways that family of origin is hidden in our lives is that it's embedded in the way we think. Right. Right. So let's just talk about that. Let's kind of cover biopsychosocial, spiritual family of origin, hidden nugget gems. Mm-hmm. Um, but first I have to ask you to, could you please energize up slightly? Me? Yes. I was thinking the same thing. You're pissy. You need to energize You've up. You've been pissy since our client call because he thinks I'm a bully. <laughs> so energize up slightly, please. Woo! How's Thank that? Thank you. Um, That's something family of origin right there. 
So my mom will get the juice and start laughing. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. She'll get the juice. She'll start feeling all jazzy. And then she'll, <laughs> she hasn't done it lately, but uh, I can just, you know, something something tickles her, right? We start laughing. And then she goes, remember like the, the several times she goes, ah! Oh, yeah. It she just gets crazy like, and crazy starts juicing laugh. up. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny. Or so when eat. she's driving and she pretends to peel out. Oh, yeah, she'll turn a corner and make yeah. that sound. That's hilarious. Yeah. That is very much family of origin. That is. So that's my family would never do that. No, your family would never do that. And probably the first couple times I did it, you thought, "Okay, what's going on here?" <laughs> this You're weirdo. just like lost your mind, right? Right. Um, so but yes, the first thing I was saying, like, is family of origin is hidden inside of how we think, mm-hmm. right? So it's not just like how we do Christmas or Thanksgiving or what you expect on a birthday or mm-hmm. whatever. It's hidden inside the way that you think about. The entire world. It's like we mentioned, uh, what's his name? Parrot. Less than Leslie Parrot. Mm-hmm. Talk about family of origin being the university of relationships where right. you learn everything, right? It, you learn. It shapes, it shapes your worldview. Right. So even something is crazy. Again, this goes to how we think, the hidden family of origin. So something as crazy as uh, what you think about other races, what you think about politics. Like uh, our, th- our, teen- our young teenagers, well, Tuff's not even a teenager, is he? He's mm-hmm. only 12. He talks about kids at school talking about politics. Those kids have no idea what the right. bleep they're talking about. But it's a family of origin insertion of thinking that they are mirroring, right? Mm-hmm. So it's things like that even. It's it's who who are we nice to, who are we mean to? Right. What is clean, what is dirty? How, you know, it's what all do, What sorts do we of value time-wise, money-wise, spiritual-wise? What, I mean, oftentimes, what, what religion... Do we right. end up, oh, what do we well, end up okay, practicing? I went to church, I mm-hmm. went to a synagogue, I didn't, I did this, I went to a mosque. That usually is what you do, right, with family of origin. So here's here's a little story, just, just highlights, and then you've heard it before, and I've, I said it, I think, at our uh, Chicago event a long time ago, but there was um, a, a grandmother, a mother, oh, yeah. and a daughter, right? And it was around Christmas time, I think it was Thanksgiving or something like that. And they, you know, all the moms and stuff, all the women, females were in the kitchen doing stuff, you know, cooking and the females you know, of making the species, the, 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 the little understood female species oh, that we've seen in the wild before, but we don't yet know what to do with them uh, or how to uh, harness <laughs> we'll their show power. Show you what to do with them. But they are dangerous. Trust me. They are very dangerous. Tell the story. Anyway, uh, the, the women are in the kitchen cooking and, uh, oh man. <laughs> I just got tickled. Anyway, the story is the women are in the kitchen cooking and the little daughter, she's like six, seven, eight years old. She's like, hey, mom, why do you cut off the ends of the roast before you put it in the thing? And the mom goes, well, honey, that's that's just how we do it. That's how we prepare the roast. You put the onions and the rosemary and the spices and the potatoes and this and this, and you cut the ends off the roast and you put it in the thing. And, you know, a little girl was like, oh, okay. You didn't question it, right? Because when you're little, you're like, oh, mom said, dad said, that's how it is, right? What are we doing? You're using your microphone correctly. You're, okay. you're microphoning your chin. You go I got like it. this. I'm listening. The roast. You're so critical. Anyway, uh, the, then the, the, the daughter just goes, okay, yep, that's how we do it. And then the mom got to thinking about it and was like, why do we do that? What, what's the deal? And uh, so she asked the grandma, hey, mom, well, mom, the grandma, why do we cut the ends off the roast? And she's like, ah. She was thinking about it. She's like, I don't know. That's just all, always what we've done. And then later at dinner, the grandma says, wait a minute. I know why we cut the ends off the roast. I asked my grandma a long time ago, and it was because they were dirt poor, and the, their pans and their oven were too small to fit a whole roast. 
So just think about that. Mm-hmm. One thing that got passed down from generation to generation that doesn't make any, well, it made sense at the time, then, yeah. but now our oven is huge or we have pans or whatever the thing, but just think about it. So if we learn things by that way, that were done out of necessity 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago, and we're still doing them, makes me think, hey, what did I bring into my family of origin that made sense a long time ago, right. but doesn't make sense for us in the, mm-hmm. in the, the, the current, few, the, right. our current family of origin, mm-hmm. right? So that's just a little story that illustrates the power of learning a lesson once or hearing something once and then just going and going and going and going generationally down. Right. So that is one of the things about family of origin. It's interesting, too. There's a family of origin thing that just happened right this very second. If you noticed, Seth, if you're watching this, Seth was microphoning his neck. He was basically holding his microphone like this, talking with it literally touching his chin. Did you know you were doing that? It's a strategy. Did you know you were doing it? No. So I was simply saying, please talk like that Uh because you can, can you hear the difference? Yes. And you said what? I said, thank you. I love you. You said you're so. (laughs) I said, you're so critical. Critical. Right. So in my family, that's not critical. That's, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm doing it wrong. Thank you. Now I know. Uh But in your family, like you're telling me every single thing I've ever thought and done is not right. You're a critical B word. Mm Mm-hmm. So family of origin. Family of origin. So foo you foo right you. now. Uh-oh, you're uh, mad now. Well, it's a little frustrating to try to help you mm-hmm. audio engineeringly and have you call me critical. Uh, but I was just kidding, by the way. Uh, but no, yeah. no, you were not. That's okay, though. So, uh, but I think Back that... Back to the family. If we think of it like thinking, so biopsychosocial spiritual, right? So even something like... What we eat mm-hmm. is family of origin uh, driven. So, of course, the whatever home you grew up in, the food that you ate is it's almost like a part of your ecosystem and your mindset, mm-hmm. right? So, like, in our family, we drank Diet Coke and Coke and ate Twinkies. Like, my dad would eat those gross pies in those, you know, like the... A Hot Pocket? No, the pies. Oh, a Marie Calendar pie. I don't think that it was that you know what I'm here. About? I do, but I don't think that's... It was like in a bag. Those nasty... They still sell them. Oh, you mean an apple pie that you get at the the yeah? They're store. like in a bag, right? And there's more than apple. Yeah, there's apple, there's cherry, there's Ugh. grape. Those give me like thinking of them gives me a stomach. I used to eat those as kids, yeah. right? And so, but my dad ate them as an adult <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Your uh, dad has a sweet tooth. He has a, a like a, a gas station tooth. I think <laughs> get the jerky out of the grab, you know, grab it oh, with a jerky your hand. disc. A jerky disc. I actually love. I love powdered the like. The jerky dip. The jerky dip. It was my fave. But anyway, so the stuff like that, like the mm-hmm. those things are influenced by the house and the home and the people that you grew up mm-hmm. with, but they are crap we fight about as married uh, couples. Okay, so think about it this way. This brings up a really good illustration. So I grew up out in the country. My first job was like at 13 and 14 years old, pumping gas at a full-service gas station, right? Run out, pump the gas, take the money, go back and get a tip, I ran the cash register, and this was a country store, so I met all kinds of crazy people, which was really awesome. It was like an education for me, kind of growing up, right? And right across the street was another gas station. It's called Kathy's, right? <laughs> Kathy's. Uh, Kathy's Grocery. And she didn't sell gas, but she sold other stuff and hot dogs. Just hot dogs. They were like boiled hot dogs on white bread with the relish in the thing. And we would love... Going down there. Get you a Kathy's hot dog. Get a Kathy's hot dog. Put the chili on it, which was basically just like 
brown liquid, <laughs> more like gravy, not, not chili. But no, it wasn't gross. It was so good. It's like, oh, let's go get lunch. Let's go get a hot dog and a bag of chips and a glass bottle of Coke, right? Mm-hmm. So like the pinnacle of Southern unhealthy and Southern. <laughs> but there were a lot of good memories. Right. Like me and my buddies, we would literally ride bikes down to Kathy's, get a hot dog. They were 50 cents each. Kathy's, you know, such a funny name. Go yeah. to Kathy's, get a 50 cent Coke and a 50 cent bag of chips, have a full lunch for less than $2, right? And those memories and all that stuff is like, oh, yeah, that's what we do. Hey, hey, kids, for lunch, we're having boiled hot dogs and gravy chili and a pack of chips. And you may be like, what I'm gonna, is this? I'm going to guffaw. And, I, and that would be the most normal thing for me, right? right? Because... Oh, you're a kid. You ride your bike. You do this. It's super special, like a jerky disc is to you. <laughs> right. and, like and big that's league gross. Chew. Big league chew. And a and, Charleston chew. And all this stuff. Not only family of origin, but the people that our parents knew that we would see the adults of down at the store mm-hmm. and how those people influence our lives, mm-hmm. good or bad, kind of thing. Right. We bring that into our family of origin right, right now. Well, and think about even that you the. The relationships that your parents had within your family of origin set the tone for what you believe relationships should be, mm. right? Let's stick on, stick on that for a minute. That's why I brought it up. That's a good so one. So in my family of origin, uh, we didn't have very... We had some neighborhood friends, but not that would like come over a bunch, mm-hmm. meaning the parents. My parents didn't have friends over a lot that I can recall. Now I could be remembering it incorrectly, but I don't hermits. think I am. My parents are hermits. Uh, but... They slowly had less friends over time that would come over and do anything. And so, like, it's literally you could go an entire year without a non relative stepping Mm -hmm. inside of your house. And then, on maybe on Thanksgiving or Christmas, Mm -hmm. someone might come over for 20 minutes or something. Right. But usually, in my family of origin, it's all relatives, always only. Mm -hmm. And in Seth's family of origin, I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. What's your grandma's neighbor's name? I can't think of it. Richard? Ro- uh, Ro- Roger. Roger. Right. Roger will just come over. Like he'll see people in the swimming pool mm-hmm. and walk over. So we're all swimming. Of course you do. And the f- I remember the first time it happened, being like, oh my, what is this person doing over here? And really? your whole family's like, hey, Roger, you know? And, yeah. and I'm just like, I should be going inside and changing into clothes. This seems inappropriate. But he comes over all the time. That's so funny because it's like, Oh, somebody that I don't know is invading my yeah, space. Yeah. That's what you and your family think, think about. Think about it. everything, yeah. But what are they doing? Living. Are they like in proximity. Are, they, are they like trying to sneak on you or spy <laughs> right. on you or like get your wallet that's under your towel Not Roger, or something? No. You know what I'm saying? Or <laughs> right. just be a weirdo? No, it's right. like and that's how I grew up. Your neighbors just pop over. Hey, oh, who's the who what, who's, who's in the drive? Oh, Brian Smith's here? Oh, oh, that's so-and-so. Oh, hey. You know, then you go out to meet him or they You're come on in. you say the real name. Oh, sorry. Jimmy Grubbs is here? <laughs> or whoever, I right? I haven't even met him. I've heard his name so many one times. Of my best friends a long time ago. Uh, but it's that idea that mm-hmm. these are things that we used to fight about because it would be like Seth would want people to come over mm-hmm. and I would be weird about it. Or if people were over or just stopped by, like... My set point for that, for tolerating that, mm-hmm. is zero because I have zero experience. Right. Seth's set point is Southern back porch it was a thousand. life. What happened yesterday? So, oh, I made homemade biscuits, which is <laughs> what is I a, do. A hilarious on, story, just in general. <laughs> right. So, homemade scratch biscuits yesterday. Kids asked for them. I made right. them. 
Okay. I can't eat them because I'm doing 75 hard. Almost done. Right. Let me tell, let me tell it from my perspective first because I saw it first. So this is being recorded, uh, right after Halloween. So Mm -hmm. yesterday was Halloween when we were recording this and I woke up late, which almost never happens, which was so pleasant. Mm -hmm. And as I'm walking down the stairs, like I literally just wake up, no makeup on in my J's 100%. And the kid Seth had sent the kids up because he had made biscuits and I could smell bacon. And so they were inviting me down for breakfast And as I'm walking down the stairs, I see my best friend, Pamela, walk up my deck, like the front porch. And I could see, and she was, she was wearing a purple crayon costume at like (laughs) 930 in the morning, which is even funnier. So she comes up the thing. And my immediate thought was, what do you think my immediate thought was? Seth will be mad. No. Try again. I'm mad. (laughs) Nope. Last try. You're mad. No. My last, my immediate thought was she didn't call me. Oh, really? My immediate thought was she was supposed to call. Like, if she's coming over, she should have called. Oh. I wasn't mad. I was actually really happy to see her, but I was like, she didn't call me. Mm -hmm. So that was my first thought. And so then I opened the door, and she brought over pickles. (laughs) This story sounds so weird. She's in a crayon costume, bringing over pickles in a Victoria's Victoria's Secret bag, which was very funny, because our friend is moving, and she had extra pickles. Right. So she brought over these pickles right as you finished making breakfast. Mm -hmm. And so Seth literally was like, come and eat breakfast with us in your crayon costume. And mm-hmm. so she did like our Halloween breakfast had an extra guest in a crayon suit. Right. And it was super, super fun. But like in my family, that would have never, I, I've never eaten so, a meal with a pop in guest in my family of origin ever. If that would have happened, would people have been mad about it later? No, I don't think so. They would have just said it was weird or goofy or whatever, but not even in a bad way. It's just that they would have commented on it, almost like I was talking about this morning with our client, made a comment that sounds really negative, but the reality wasn't negative, really. Hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And so that, but that's just a really good example of like in the past, these are things we would have fought over. Like, why didn't you tell me? What you didn't ask if she could come in? Are you blah, blah? You didn't oh, think about I, my feelings, right? No, I, I wouldn't have said that. I, Not I, you, me. Right. I, like, I would have said right. that. Right, okay, yeah. So, these things have implications, right? And think about it this way. Uh, rarely do I say, okay, let's think about a, a, an argument that you've had in the past, like something bad, right? I'm mainly forward-focused what, what we... Um, um, what we think about expands what yeah, what we think about span <laughs> expands right well i can't even <laughs> talk jeez uh, what we focus on grows right, right. and so we get uh, more of what we think about that's right we attract it right so in this case My i'm going to say cold. i'm going to say all right think about maybe last holiday season or maybe the one before that because covid has kind of messed not it kind covid has messed stuff up right so let's think about pre covid Think about an argument that you had, whether you were at your in-laws or his in-laws or who was, whoever's, right? And was it an argument about family of origin? Right. Okay. Yeah, if it that's was, a great question. If it was, then I want you to think about it and go, man, okay, was I being crazy? Was he being weird? Was she being weird on that? And what could I have let go and embraced that would have made a different evening? The right? lion. Embrace the lion, right. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, th- think about it that way. And now do things differently so you don't repeat that. Right. And a great, I like the idea of going back in time and thinking of like arguments that you've had and saying, if I overlaid a family of origin filter on this, would I see it more clearly? Yes, you right? would. So again, like biopsycho, so like how we think, mm-hmm. how we live. So bio, like 
you know, if your friends come over while you're swimming, it's fine. They're not going to try to murder you. Kind right. of vibes. Um, spiritual, you know, church is a big one. I grew up in the, this is a very funny difference, actually, now that I'm thinking of it. I grew up Catholic. Uh, I don't think any of us really, like, cared about Catholicism, but mm-hmm. we grew up going to two different churches. One's with St. Joseph's in Issaquah. Um, and then the other one, which is just funny to think about, like Catholic, like choir robes and boring, Mass. right? Mass. And then, uh, and no offense if you love Catholicism, I'm, I'm not trying to knock it. It's just kind of a funny experience. But then the other church we would go to as I got older was, um, St. James Cathedral in Seattle, where I sang in the youth right. choir and all this. And that's the, and the, the big, large, it's a big Catholic cathedral. church in the downtown sector of Seattle, right. right? It's like the big one. It's huge. It's crazy. It's pretty. Yeah. Um, but ma- that's my church experience. Catholic. It's boring. They read the same thing. It's like on a calendar what they're going to read. Peace be with you. <laughs> and also with you. There's <laughs> candles and weird outfits, right? right? And it's boring. I'm going to reiterate that it is boring. When we were kids, we would like draw on all the papers and sit in the pews and like mm-hmm. put gum under the thing and just like fight in the pews. Seth's family <laughs> attends Praise Cathedral. You want me to say it? Go ahead. Well, you, are, up- you are a friend of God. <laughs> That's what I know. He calls me. <laughs> I am a friend of God. <laughs> so I grew up charismatic Church of God, right? And love and life. What is your <laughs> Speaking in tongues. Ten all, speed running down. Right, the right. All, all kinds of stuff. Saying and, like this. And a lot of my friends did too, right? Like the friends I was in the band with. A lot of those guys, I could say, "Hey, you ever seen somebody fall out in church? Are you ever seen somebody run the top of the pews in church?" You ever the seen top some, of the pews. It gets no. crazy. It's get, it the got, tops. Yeah. Who? I always wanted to do that just to see if I could. And that's how. That's actually how moshing started. Not moshing. Stage diving. Stage diving. Yeah. It was really it just started, from a, a praise church. cathedral. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then like you know, singing the same song just over and over because the spirit hit you and all this stuff. And then Bo- what's the piano player? Bobby. Right. Right. He starts. <laughs> oh, that yeah. organ strikes. Yeah. And the then saxophone it just, player goes. The music hits. You know what I'm saying. So it uh, was very, 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 very different from how Melanie grew up. So from a, Ave Maria, right? From Ave Maria to um, uh, what is it? Uh, <laughs> call him up, call him up, Jesus tell him what you line. want. <laughs> Jesus on the main line. That's the name of the song. Uh, but anyway, that's how I grew tell up. Tell him what you need. No, tell him what you want. Tell him what you want. Sorry, yeah. I didn't grow up with that. Uh, and so that there's a difference there. So that's going to have implications on how we celebrate. Christmas or other holidays kind of things or like or, the or le- Halloween like what or what we think church is like on a Sunday mm-hmm. like we didn't know we went to right. St. James a few times and you know we just we didn't know and so these mm-hmm. things well eventually we settled on our own which right. was a, a different church which we don't even go to anymore right it doesn't exist but anymore <laughs> it was very different from church god and or right catholicism vibes but going if on. you took like some of our conversations then and just went oh Hey, you guys, this is family of origin. This is not a, like, there isn't a right or a wrong. It's a different, right? Like, it's just different, right? My experience is this. And so in my brain, that's like the, like, if you think of like a, um, your life as a fill in, like a coloring book, mm-hmm. ha- a big portion of my outline is Catholicism, mm-hmm. uh, you know, family of five native American, mm-hmm. even though I don't look like it, all of that stuff is a part of my outline. But then we need to fill it in, you and I, with the mm-hmm. rest of the colors of us. Let's let's do an exercise here. And I think, and so you guys think about this for your own family, for you and your spouse. 
So my version of, I'll just use Christmas as an example. My version of Christmas. Christmas in the Northwest. <laughs> nope, not that. Christmas in the Southeast <laughs> is what mine was, right? So, okay. Uh, let's just start in December. Yep. All right. We start thinking about setting up a tree. We always had a real tree. No fake bullshit trees. Yeah. Stupid ass bullshit. Keep fake on trees. talking. Keep on talking. <laughs> Obviously, I have feelings around that. I just wanted to cuss around that too. Yeah. Good. Uh, you did. There were tons of presents. Tons of presents. I remember, like, my grandma just, there were tons of did presents. Did you see my face fall just now when you said that? My face literally fell. I can I know. feel it. Was that surprising to you? Yes. Tons of presents. It's not surprising. It's not. So, anyway, my story. <laughs> Real Christmas tree, tons of presents, yes. stockings on the fireplace kind of thing. Uh, sometimes, rarely, we would have a Christmas party at our house, like my mom and dad and like all the horse friends and stuff would come over, <laughs> which is kind of fun. Centaurs. <laughs> yes, centaurs and other mythical all beasts. All the centaurs would come over. No, and then my grandma yes. would have a I'm party, not to too. And that was always fun because there she would she would make all kinds of she snacks. She would go all the way out. She would she would show up and she would show, show out, out. Show up and showing out. She's in her British way. Right. So that's what we would do with with them, right? And then okay, go 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 Christmas, we do some, you know, maybe school Christmas parties or stuff like that. And then open a present on Christmas Eve. Right, open one present and then wake up early. Open presents on Christmas morning, mm -hmm. and then usually go over to Grandma's for a big Christmas dinner. Right, and on Christmas Day, our neighbors would just come over and like, "Oh, what'd you get? Hey, how's it going?" Mm. Kind of thing. So it was a very festive thing. I would call all my friends and be like, "Hey, what'd you get, man? What's going on?" And then when we could drive, I would go and visit them, and we'd like exchange gifts with neighbors and stuff like that too. So it was like a big thing that just wasn't our hmm. direct family kind of thing. So that was my version of Christmas, right? And I think this is important for couples to have because like, what? I mean, even in this conversation, your face dropped, I don't know, were you disappointed that I got a bunch of presents or something? No, uh, no. It's but just, it was information to you, right? That you yes. didn't know after 17 years of marriage, 18 of like even being together, right? right? So what was your version of Christmas starting December 1st? Up till Christmas? Uh, I don't know. Like, mom puts decorations up. We do decorations at some point. Um, and then we would get a lot of presents, but it wasn't like... We would only get presents from our parents. Like, we didn't necessarily get presents from my grandparents in the same way that you Is would. Is that why your, your face family. dropped? Does that hurt no, your feelings? No, 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 no. No. Um, it's more... It, it actually gave me a lot of clarity around things that we have thought about in the past. Mo mostly why you think I don't do anything like that actually really gives me a ton of clarity because, um, I think in the past, what was the pinnacle level of me experiencing or, or recreating uh, my family of origin Christmas, mm -hmm. right. Which is basically like yours, but just muted, just right. less, right. Like I've never had a friend call me on Christmas. Inferior. You mean I've never, <laughs> Oh goodness. We didn't really have neighbors stop in hmm. on Christmas. Uh, so that's really different, but it, it helps me see that even my best version of Christmas to you is like the worst, like the worst version of your Christmas, like the least you could do. Right. Right. So even my pinnacle of Christmas experience is not even touching the 
lowest bar of your mm-hmm. standard Christmas experience. So mm. that is giving me insight because you would complain mm-hmm. about basically everything always, uh, <laughs> that it was never enough. <laughs> Like it was never enough. It was never enough words. It was never enough gifts. It was never the right gift. It was never, I never think enough about you. I never do. It's always that. It's always Mm -hmm. that same. My like butt's on fire now. The heater heater's like super hot. Um, But that is really insightful for me because it is clarifying. It's almost like my family has muted everything down, like turned the volume down by Mm -hmm. a jillion. And your family is the complete opposite. So even you just saying, like, we got like, a ton of presents. Well, it's not even turned up. It was never, like, it, it was mine, never up here. You never go, okay, we're muting this. And then, like, my family never decided to, like, turn up the volume and, like, No, I know, but compared it. to each other is what right. I'm, okay. kind of what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. It's like, ours is, like, muted and yours is, like, hypersonic or whatever. Mm. Um, and that is, that says a lot about our entire relationship, not just Christmas. Again, this is like the hidden family of origin stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's woven into everything that my peak is the lowest on your meter, right? Like I'm revving at a thousand mm-hmm. on mine, but on your engine, it's like one. Barely warm. It's barely warm. And that makes a big conflict overlapping a ton of different things mm-hmm. in our marriage. So, If this feels like it applies to your marriage, we encourage you to dive deeper and ask the questions like, is this thing that we've been fighting about really just family of origin and Mm -hmm. not you're dumb and I'm smart and I'm smart and you're dumb or whatever. Right. right? I I want, I want listeners to do that exercise that I literally designed off the fly. Hey, what was your Christmas experience? Not on the fly, off of the fly. Well, you don't want to be on a fly. They're gross. Fly was buzzing and he designed it off of the fly. Off the fly. Right. And from December one to December 26th, growing up, teen, you know, young, young years, teenage years. What, what was the norm for you guys? Well, I don't know. Dad got drunk and then every Christmas was a shit show. So I don't know. That's what I'm used to. Right. Right. Because you're going right. to do that or it'd be like, yeah, Christmas is not fun at right. all yeah. kind of thing. I found, uh, well, yeah, I can go into that later, but I want you guys to do that exercise right. because even in real time, Melanie learned about something Yeah, just now that, that has implications for how we celebrate holidays and also how we do other stuff Everything, in our life. life. Right. Right. So, so you guys, again, this show is brought to you by betterhelp.com forward slash us. Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. Oh gosh. <laughs> so go, go, go to, go to betterhelp.com forward slash us to get the help that you need and find a therapist that you need. And if you have any questions, send them in to hello at anatomy of mm-hmm. And if you can rate and review our show on iTunes, that would be awesome. And we would love you for it. Artions. Anyway, have a great rest of your day. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.